We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. It's Football Friday on the fan. It's a man's game now. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. We have great expectations. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Football Friday. Danny Dusty with you. 16th ranked Oregon State heads to Colorado to take on the Buffaloes uh, after their red hot start. They've hit the skids. They now four and four after a three and zero start. And I'm no math guy. Mm. But that means they're one and four. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. You know Oregon State. You know one thing about Jonathan Smith is his teams have really taken care of bitness. Sure. When against teams that they should, right? Beavers are thirteen and two. Since the start of last season, versus teams that are not ranked in the AP top twenty-five, who are the two losses to? Um, I don't know. I don't know. They're four and one this season. Yeah, uh, against them, and uh, I would venture to guess that it may be. I'll let me look at last season because I mean we know this year was Arizona, obviously, but last year that would have been was it Stan. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like Washington. Out. It was Washington last year. They weren't ranked? No. November 4th. Huh. Washington was not ranked when they played last year on November 4th. Which seems a little odd. Yeah. But, okay, anyways. That's, yeah. Why, that's why when you said two, I was like, who the hell's the other one? Yeah. Uh, Washington would be the other one. Other okay. than that, they they lose the teams that you sit there and you say, yeah, okay, yeah, you probably should. And guess what? That Washington team was last year, pretty, pretty good, good. <laughs> a pretty good football team. And that's what kind of like the frustrating part with that loss last week against Arizona is. We knew it. We talked about it going into that week. You're going to the desert. It's Tucson. It's a night game. Things get weird, and oh, by the way, this ain't the Arizona team that started this season. This is a completely different Arizona football team because they were playing defense at an insane clip of taking away the best part of what an offense that they're going up against uh, brings to the table. I mean, really, that's what they've that's what they've kind of leaned on against in those three games leading up to this, where it was Washington State. They got a win. The two losses against Washington and uh, USC. You know, they got into a shootout with USC that forty three forty one game, mm-hmm. but they flustered Caleb Williams. They pressured him. Uh, they made him kind of 
contain him to a pocket, but also force his throws, Mm -hmm. which I think that may be where the biggest knocks are coming from Caleb Williams. Now the people that are trying to naysay him, it it is, well, what do you think NFL teams are going to try and do? What Arizona trying to do? He'll be just fine. He's going to be okay. But um, that, that Arizona team, is much improved, and they are scary. They're scary right now. No, Downright scary, despite what their record says. You do not want to play that team. No, but when you look at them going to Colorado this week, this is one where it is an imposure will game, and I would be stunned if the Beavs don't roll into Boulder, put a pellet on the wall, and they just run all yeah. over them. Because I mean that, that that's been the not even the Achilles heel. That's They've they've been that team that just gets run all over. And I, I you look at Oregon State as a team. Again, we've we've belabored this point so many times. They don't just have a good offensive line in the conference. They've got one of the better offensive lines in the country. Yep. And they will get into you, and they will maul you, and they will push you out of the way. And they just don't. Colorado doesn't have enough junk in the trunk to keep that from happening. And they are, I mean, they've gone, they're a top 30 rush offense in the country. They've gone away from it and kind of been stymied at times, which mm-hmm. has been a little bit confusing. I know it's been a growing frustration with Beaver fans, even though, like, look, last week also comes down to the fake field goal attempt, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think that that was the deciding, I know it's three points, but I don't, there's so much more football to be played to where you can rebound from that, right? And Case in point is there's a lot of pivot points during like the, the Civil War game last year against the Ducks where in that first half you could have pointed at decisions that were made by either Jonathan Smith or the quarterback that got them into a hole. But guess what they did? They ran the ball mm-hmm. so many times late in the game and it was they didn't put the ball in the air again and they won the football game. If they end up losing that game, it's like, well, they should have thrown the ball, maybe saved themselves a little bit of clock, right? Revisionist history. Sure. They ran the ball when everybody's like, oh, my God. Their back's up against it. And Oregon imploded, too. Yes. But what was <laughs> it? Was it, what was it 13 straight runs? Yeah. Yeah, to end the game. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's you when can, you're losing. Yeah. You can say what you want, but when your back's against the wall and you have to do what you have to do best, it's not... At that last year, it was not put the ball in the hands of your quarterback. It was, hey, Deshaun Fenwick, come here, bud. Yeah. Hey, Damian Martinez, come here, bud. And you said, when it came push, literally push to shove, Mm -hmm. we will win that battle. And they did it 13 times in a row. Again, Oregon imploded, the, the, the lead up to that. But when it mattered... They said, we don't care. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said about that, and I haven't seen that performance from Oregon State this year. Not that they haven't run the ball. Like you said, they're top 30 nationally running the ball. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen them say, all right, well, we're going to go student body right for 15 straight plays. Good luck. Well, and I'll tell you, like they should. That, that's what you do in yeah. this game. You go, you go into Boulder and you say, what is our identity? Mm-hmm. We lean on our identity. And we go, we go in there, and we take the crowd out of it early mm-hmm. by smashing the ball between the tackles. Four and a half, five yards of carry, just boom. Going boom, up against a boom. team that is 10th in the Pac-12 and 98th nationally in rush yards <laughs> per game uh, on the defensive side in, in Colorado. And you say, we are going to stick it to you. There is no ands, ifs, or buts about it. 
that is like the medicine Oregon State needs. And I can't wait to see it because you you could kind of feel it brewing. And look, if Jonathan Smith identifies something that he he really wants to go at in the passing game, mm-hmm. I get it. They have the number one recruit at corner in the country from this blast class. They have Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. They got Shiloh Sanders. Guess where the Buffalo's defense ranks in passing yards allowed per game? Mm. 132nd nationally. <sighs> 11th in the Pac-12. Like, I mean, Stanford aired out on them. Let's be completely honest here. You still got to get a pass rush, and they don't have that ability. They don't got it. They don't got it. You can't have... Just because you have, listen, Hunter's a, a great corner. He's also probably got maybe the most obscene play of the college football season on his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Mayo Manor. Yeah. When, when you don't have a front seven that's capable of really offering any level of resistance, you can only be on an island so many times. Yeah. It, it, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this game will be very telling for both of these schools. Mm-hmm. For Oregon State, it is do what you have done in the past and just get back to what you were. You know, don't let last week linger. Don't let Arizona beat yeah. you twice. And you gotta, you gotta rinse that, that taste out of your mouth. Absolutely nothing yeah. in Jonathan Smith's tenure that will tell you like he's gonna allow that Arizona yeah. game to linger and and beat you twice. I think last year they lost back to back games to SC and Utah, but it was SC in Utah, huh. and it, they were really good teams. This is a different animal, and it, this isn't going to be something that uh, I believe lets the Beavs linger. Um, and I, I want, I'm really interested to see how the secondary reacts because look, Colorado may try to run the football, mm-hmm. but their best matchup in this game is get to, it to throw the outside it. and see what happens, and and have those growth moments, yeah. have those growth points for if you're the Beavs this week. No, I, I think it, it can be a referendum on Colorado of where they currently stand. Yeah. And that's not a, that's not a problem. Mm. But if, if Dion's having that meeting with his offensive line and they're changing offensive coordinators and all those things, is there some stuff going on behind the scenes? Probably, Probably. yeah. But also at the same time, you still have to make a, a realistic evaluation of where you currently sit. Yeah, That's part of the growth process. As, good, as much as we talk about Oregon State and, the, and where they are right now, they were not there three years ago. Uh-uh. So you've got, you, you don't get to draw the straight line to get there. You've got to take the development arc. Yep. And I think that is going to be what's interesting to see how Deion Sanders handles that. Because there's no doubt about him getting this team, getting this program to a significantly better place. But can you handle that you're not going to be what you were to what you want to be in the same season? Hey, to that point. A win gets Jonathan Smith back to 500. Look at that. All tight. He'd be, he's 32 and 33 heading into this game as a head coach. Just teetering. Yeah. But what he's done the last two seasons are pretty impressive. <laughs> not, it's so I mean, not indicative of that. I think they should strike the first year from his coaching are there record. T- are there 10 coaches in the country you take over Jonathan Smith? 10. Oh. It depend. I mean, it depends on where you're at. Because I don't. D- does Jonathan Smith work at a USC? I think he does. I don't know. I don't know because I don't think Jonathan Smith wants to. Sure. Or connects with the Ferrari, like uh, the USC type athlete. My only pushback to that is is that this Jonathan Smith was a Dennis Erickson guy. No, oh, I know. Oh, I know. Which that. means he can do. He that. can connect with those guys, but look at the way this team is built like sure. he is he, he is built in 
so much development and substance mm-hmm. and it's no ego, right? Like mm-hmm. he he's really and that's what that's what those Ferraris are, right? Yeah. That's what SC is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You, that's part of the the thing with being at SC is yeah. like, hey, you got to be a, an ego manager yeah. just as much as an X's nose guy as a head coach. Because you're getting divas. Yeah, you, and because you that's that's what that, that, the five star is, yeah. and that's what. But I think that Jonathan Smith, so like an SC, he wouldn't be a good fit. But Jonathan Smith works at a majority of programs Michigan? around this country. Hell yeah, he does. Yeah, see, he's more of a Lexus guy. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Yeah. Ocho Cinco still owes him one. He's got a le- mm. he's got a Lexus and he's got like a a bunch of just like Toyota Camrys and Ford Focuses. I, I was at a good G wagon. Yeah. No. I'll go. But he can coach a G wagon. Yeah. Look at DJ. DJ's a G wagon. Yeah. He's a five star guy that checked his ego. Sure. And that's your G wagon. There you go. And that's talking car coaches. Mm. But uh, ten. I don't know if it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's ten. Uh, he's in that conversation. That's, that's what I mean. Like the fact that I put ten out there, you're not immediately going sure. No, but I mean, there's guys like would I take Harbaugh? Cheating aside, yep. yeah. Would I is Saban smart? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Norvell. Uh, uh, I think they're kind of in the same. Yeah, Whittingham. No, Whittingham's best coach, and I mean that guy's yeah amazing. What about, what about like, like, he's in that. What about he, like a guy like Fickle? Uh, Luke Fickle's really damn good. Kind of the same level. Yeah, like, and then you're putting Landing in there now because yeah. he's recruiting juggernaut. Yeah. Kalen DeBoer and Jonathan Smith, I think, are and like Smith and DeBoer are really, really interesting too mm-hmm. because developers of talent, mm-hmm. really good X's and O's guys, not the best recruiters in no. the world, but they can recruit. And I put that like they are, they are the same. To me, mm-hmm. like they are brilliant Kindred football spirits. coaches, yeah. who they they develop those guys and they yeah. squeeze the juice out, and like that's why it's like they neither one of them works at every program, mm-hmm. but Smith would work at UW too, I sure, because he's coached there before, and they've done a really damn good job too. Um, that's an interesting question. I, I'd have to. I'm I'm gonna look at that and I'll I'll put a list together. There you go. All right. Uh, hey. A very, very, very uh, promising article on one of the promising players this Blazers' young season. Next on The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's a football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, Zach Lowe, mm. he had a nice little write-up. He did. He said nice things. He did. Uh, Blazers' young season is uh, kind of a roller coaster. But one thing that uh, Zach Lowe had on ESPN.com, 
and you have to be the plus subscriber to get all of it. Indeed. But uh, he threw out a name for most improved player, Shaden Sharp. Yeah. Early uh, impressions, just five games in. Don't want to overreact. But uh, that's, what, that's what a 26-point half will do for uh, you. Yeah, it sure will. It's super useful. And the thing is, um, I, I, I after we talked about this a little bit about this yesterday, there's um, I'm trying not to be the um, the poo pooer of things yeah. because in a season like this, there's going to be plenty of things to poo poo. <clears throat> so I, I want to not get mad about people mm-hmm. being like, "No, oh, they're winning games." It's mm-hmm. like, mm, sure, they're winning games yep. because there's not going to be a ton of moments like this probably as far as like the wins. Mm-hmm. But this is what I mean is like is, as far as celebrate the the growth. The moments, yeah. Yeah. a twenty-six point eight for eleven half, where Shaden Sharp and again, I don't think a lot of people knew this that was this had happened. Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp in the first half were benched. They were benched at the end of the half, yeah. And Chauncey told them this game's too big for y'all. Just big boyed them, and then lit into them both at half. Okay. Scoot comes out and has five points, four assists before getting rolled up on. And for those that aren't aware, Scoot Henderson is out tonight. Uh, I was told uh, amputation by, is on the table by multiple folks that uh, it is it's a run of the mill ankle roll and it's just a little bit sore, so you're you're fine there. Don't panic. It's I would imagine he's probably back in a week at the most. Mm. It's it does not appear to be anything detrimental. No uh, amputation. Yes, then. but as it pertains to Shaden Sharp, he could go for twelve points tonight on twenty two shots, but you're going to look back at the game against Detroit yeah. and go, you want to see that ebb and flow and you want to see that real growth. Shaden Sharp last year, when they put him out there to start the season, it was it was a surprise. Oh, okay. Was lost. And the only thing he was effective at doing was catching and shooting, and that was only when he had his feet set. Now you look at him this year, even in the difference between the end of last season, when the season didn't matter, yeah. and they're just tossing the ball and just getting him reps. He looked comfortable. And he looked comfortable with the ball in his hands. He looked comfortable with the with the coming off down screens. He looked comfortable getting into the paint. Like there's still plenty to work on. His handle still needs work. He still needs to develop uh, something going to his left. He still needs to get his head up and and find those passing lanes. Like, but those are the development points that you're looking at. And, I mean, defense too. Yeah, like de- defense, 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 yes. defense, 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 defense. And that was the reason he got defense. benched was because he got beat on multiple back doors. There's actually something I'm I'm going to be writing, and I don't know how much of the season you've watched yet. But there's been this thing with Shaden Sharp off ball. And the guys that are really good at this, it's an innate ability and they just have it. Shaden Sharp playing off ball is recognizing when the ball's going to swing to his side. And he is using his obscene athleticism to jump the, the pass. And those are the ones that turn into the breakaway, you yeah. know, highlight dunks. And I don't know if it's, you know, this desire to get the highlight dunk or to get free points or to like just be a defensive playmaker. Yeah. But he has darted out for those passes more more in these five games than I saw him do all of last year. Yeah. And it's a real change. And those are the kind of growth markers you look at when you're looking at a guy taking steps and getting on these kind of award lists. You know, there's something to this. And what you just said right there is a guy who also has that. And it's a that, that fine line again. That fine line. The guy who has that innate ability, but you have to know when to pick and choose your times to see that pass coming and when you jump it. Because if you take the wrong one, you are getting fried. And it's James Harden. Mm-hmm. 
James Harden has that ability. Mm -hmm. And that's why the guy led the league in steals a few times. And he's like, you look at his numbers, you're like, see, James Harden plays defense. Mm. Yeah, James Harden also is a liability yes. at times because he'll try to make that play and the opponent will either make a pass he wasn't expecting, not pass it, or they'll back cut on him and he gets caught with his pants down and it's a, it ends up hurting you defensively. And that's where, like, it, it is dependent on, one, the player to be coachable, but also coaching to kind of pound it into his head when you pick and choose your times to do it and, and kind of take that next step in the evolution is once teams see that this is what you do, how what is your counter and how do you counter it to where you are playing contextually team defense? And the interesting thing about this is, is, is that Shaden Sharp is doing this while playing an obscene amount of minutes. Yep. He, with with Ant down and then Scoot down, I believe against Detroit he finished with 42 of 48. That's a lot. Say that again? I believe he finished with 42 of 48 minutes played. Let me, let me double check it. Okay. I know it was at least 40, but I remember looking up and going, is he at 42 minutes played? Uh, yeah, 42 minutes and two seconds. Oh. That's how, many, that's how much time he played against Detroit. Wow. So, basically, he played the entire second half. Yeah. In fact, he might have played. Well, uh, but injury also plays a part in that. He played a minute and, and a half on the. He had a minute and a half on the bench. Yeah. And he played twenty two thirty one. Yeah. I, in the second half. Look, that is production mm -hmm. and need to because of the injury. Because of the fact that no the, ant, no scoot. <laughs> the team that had all the guards now has a guard problem, and you're probably going to see Malcolm Brogdon starting alongside Shaden Sharp tonight with Skylar Mays playing probably 30 minutes. But wouldn't hate to see it. It's 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 going to be interesting, but these are the kind of the markers that you look at uh according to cleaning the glass. Uh Shaden's usage rate is up almost 6%. Again, this is only 5 games. But it's the fact that he's doing it in a role yeah. that matters where yeah. teams are trying to take stuff away. Yeah. And his points per shot is up. His assist rate has doubled. Yeah. Doubled. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's going from basically none right. to some. Five games. Five so, games. Yeah. Five games. We'll we'll check in. Those are the things to yeah. watch, though, as we're leaning towards that yeah. stuff. And now, now that we have that, can we? Uh, can you give me thirty seconds as to why the play-in tournament is meaningful tonight? Thirty seconds. Oh, that's a lot. We'll allow it at the end of the show too. Okay. Well, the big thing here is is just something different. Something different. The old stranger. Yes, you got to switch it up. You already the the general fan already didn't care. They yeah. already didn't care. So go ahead and sit on that hand for thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, and see what happens. All right. That's that, that. There's they have nothing to lose here. All right. You can always go back to old reliable and not care. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, they're doing it. New. Look, the, you had a different looking court. Yeah. That, listen. You it's got different be, looking uniforms. They're 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 trying to tell us this is different. They're, they're, it looks like a runway. For those that haven't seen it, it's like the court is cut up in thirds lengthwise. The top and bottom thirds are fire engine red. The middle is the wood color with the uh, the NBA in season tournament trophy. They just need to call it the NBA Cup. The contrast on this, the Blazers are going to play the Lakers on this. Mm, not good during job. this in-season tournament and you, we've already looked at the NBA locker mm -hmm. the Lakers are going to wear their purple jerseys on this yellow no, oh, no yellow. yellow yellow oh god 
Hey, Oof. when you get that hundred points for the chicken McNuggets, though, it's gonna be like I already look McDonald's ketchup and mustard. Oh god, it's gonna look so bad in that court. It's gonna look so 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 bad. Uh, speaking of things that are gonna look really 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 bad on courts, James Harden. We'll get to that in more. Damn. First, here's the big Kahuna Sports Center update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app on 1080 The Fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Man, that sucks! Oh, I'm going to put an image into your head. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it one bit. The NBA and Skims... The underwear company owned by Kim Kardashian have come to an agreement as the official underwear supplier to the NBA. Oh, great. Now I got the farmer from American Gothic in his undies. Great. That's the visual that I need in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty much. Uh, she has gone out and grabbed uh, quite a few players just in professional sports. As her line, Kim Kardashian, I know she's grabbed a lot of she's grabbed a lot, a lot of a lot of players. That's for sure. Uh, but specifically, Neymar Jr., Nick Bosa, and SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, the funny thing about this is people have been making fun of. Uh, did you see the the tabloids circling of Neymar? No. He he um, apparently has gone to Saudi Arabia and put on a few of the LBs. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, getting paid to was it two hundred million? Two hundred million yeah. a year? I saw like something like. Who has the real power, Ronaldo or Messi? And it's like all of the players that went over to the Saudi League mm-hmm. as opposed to like the four guys that came over with to Messi yeah. to the MLS. And they're like, who has the real power? It's like mm, the Saudis who have a bunch of money. The ones that are paying $200 billion for them to play against yeah. nobody. Well, Didn't Messi turn down a billion dollars to play there? Yeah. 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 It's a lot. He's doing just fine. Yeah, and also he can go to a grocery store and nobody recognizes yeah, him. Yeah, Mbappe also did not want to go to Saudi Arabia, and there was a billion dollar clause there for him. Ooh, uh, yeah, the Saudis have uh, real crazy money. I say all of this to say uh, there is a underwear mm. deal between the NBA and Skims. Uh, TMZ <laughs> caught up with Adam Silver, the guy that looks like the alien from Men in Black. Man, that's rough. The, the, accurate. Yeah. Adam Silver, those don't know. Very, very tall man. I went farmer from American Gothic, but that, that's you know, yeah. that's uh the alien is that's not even human, man. But they asked uh, they asked him if the product was any good. And Adam Silver said, although I'm not going to show you, I'm wearing them right now. I strongly recommend them to everyone. So there's wow. that mental image, Adam Silver and Skims. And then he went on to go full Deion Sanders. Uh he f- went on to further elaborate. When guys are more comfortable. Makes them play better. So, Ooh. yes, going to have a direct impact on the game. Ooh, look good, feel good, play good. Let's go. Uh-huh. He went look good, feel good, play good, get play good, get paid good. That's right. Which, not expecting that uh. from Adam Silver, but also, screw him for putting the mental image of him in Skim's underwear in my head. We could have gone without that. Yeah, what is, uh, what's We could have the... gone with Kim Kardashian. There we go. What is uh, what is the benefit of Skims here? What is Skims? What is Skims bringing to the table? I, Kim Kardashian. Mm, okay, I'm sure she's been at a few tables. Uh, I'm looking at this. Well, maybe they're hoping for a Taylor Swift type effect. They're 
technically constructed briefs and boxers. Mm. As as opposed, as opposed to untechnically? To, yeah, that's right. Tech <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I mean, you know what that is? That's from technically constructed briefs and boxers to ultra soft tanks and tees. Like I understand That's what- a copywriter who is really good at their job because that's what that stuff is. It's just, you just make it up and go, yeah, that. This is Elaine that. Bennis in the in the catalog mm-hmm. room doing the pitches. <laughs> Billy Mumfrey. Uh, 100%. Like how do we differentiate these? They got a little uh they got the little junk pocket there. Oh, somebody's already used the junk pocket. That gives mm-hmm. you the unbridled enthusiasm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, designed to aid performance, these lightly compressive base layers are engineered to sit seamlessly under workout clothes for maximum comfort and support. Look, I've, I, I'm not going to be mad at somebody uh, labeling something like that. I used uh, the, the Duluth Trading Company underwear yeah. with the, uh, the was it the uh, bullpen mm. underwear? Yeah. Because it had like little like, Huggers to keep stuff in line. Yeah, yeah. And then they also had their ballroom jeans. See that? See, at least they're getting creative yeah. with it. Is that for dancing? Yes, that's exactly that what that for. means. It's ballroom jeans. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like uh, uh, I mean, so basically, what I'm getting here is buy skims, makes your junk look big. Yeah. Su- su- support support. Like I think that would be the angle that would be good. Like people are like, oh, okay, I'll buy that. You know. Instead of Adam Silver being like, I'm wearing them. I'm not going to show you, though. It's like, mm, I already ruined that. Yeah, it's the fact is, Thank you for not You didn't me. have to tell me that. Mental image. Like, the, that's the thing about this that's really bothering me, is we did not need to know about Skeletor wearing skins. That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, you, he, he just could have said, hey, don't take it from me. Go look on their website where yeah. Nick Bosa's and Shea Gilgis Alexander are out on there looking all hunky. Yeah. I don't need that. Literally any other human or Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Ugh, gross. So that's Not that's her. our worst day on the web. Just because Adam Silver took the misstep of thinking we somehow wanted to know about him yeah. in skims. <laughs> but coming up next, we have another person who wants to just open their mouth and say wildly stupid things that we all know is not true. Danny and Dusty, Danny and the fan. <laughs> This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Don't think I don't know what you're doing here. I see what you're doing. Football Friday, and this is the third basketball segment in a row. Backload that basketball, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. One thirty comes around, it's like, well. Like, even if we're talking about Adam Silver's underwear uh, ruining our lunches. It's like that, that car that you get it when you're taking the yeah, DMV test where yeah, the DMV yeah, instructor yeah, yeah. Can, can drive from the other seat. Hey, That's what this, happens. this one is worthy though mm. because this is brutal. And I think everybody laughed at him when, when this happened. This was going to be our worst day on the web, but we yes. had a technical issue. Indeed. Uh, it also probably need, needs its own little spot to breathe because it's absolutely insane because James Harden <laughs> arrives... like Adam Silver's underwear. Yeah. Also absolutely off the charts. Not good. Uh, James Harden gets to Los Angeles yeah. and proceeds to James Harden harder than James Harden has ever James Hardened. And I don't know how to justify what the hell he said. Um, I don't think... When I'm in a leash, I'm not in just shooting the basketball every time. I meant like, I'm a, I'm a... Like, I think the game, and I'm a creator on the court. You know what I mean? So if I got a, a, a voice to where I can... Hey, coach, I see this. 
you know, what you think about this, then it's like, oh, okay. Like somebody that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a, you know, I'm not, I'm not a system player. I am a system. You know what I mean? So um, somebody that, that can have that dialogue with me and understand and, and, and move forward and figure out and make adjustments on the fly throughout the course of games, that's all I really care about. You know what I mean? It's not about me scoring a basketball, scoring 30, 34 points. I've done it already. So um, that's what I meant by that. I don't even know where to start with that. Like, he said he felt like he had a leash on him in Philly. He had the ball in his hand all the time. What You you know this, the analytics guy that you are. How often did James Harden have the ball in his hand in Philly? Uh, a lot. Okay. I'm, I'm pulling up the exact usage rate. Yeah. Uh, in Philadelphia, he was in the 80th percentile, but his, again, that's for four-point guards. Uh, he was at a 31% usage rate, which is obscene. That's the top of the NBA. Uh, last year, um, trying to remember correctly, um, it was Luca and Tyrese Halliburton were the only players who had more time of possession than he did with the ball. Yeah, so okay. Harden had a leash. Yeah, the leash is that he's not first anymore. <laughs> and now, there's a lot of strays in there at Doc Rivers, which I fully endorse. Uh, but totally, totally acceptable. But to this whole strays. idea that he had this, this leash on him. Yeah. yeah, dude, you were asked to play within the confines of not being the best player on the team. Okay, so... <clears throat> He also said that he could win with anyone and anywhere, right? And he he's he is the system. Yes. Okay. So let's go through this. Uh, Scott Brooks. What was his issue with Scott Brooks in in Oklahoma City then? That he had to play along other stars. That and Tabo, he was the sixth man. Tabo Cephalosha was starting, and then he was uh, the sixth man of the year. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, let's now go to Houston, where he was from 2013 to through 2020 okay in that time his coaches were kevin McHale, jb bickerstaff mike d'antoni and steven silas four different head coaches so now we're up to five head coaches that he has had in his career Mm -hmm. none of them could figure out the system that was uh James Harden, because if I remember correctly, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. He had a nuclear meltdown mm-hmm. in the playoffs. They fired Kevin McHale, and they brought in Mike D'Antoni, mm-hmm. who Mike D'Antoni, he ran a guard-centric, run-and-gun style that everybody said, hey, this is the guy for James Harden, right? Yeah, he had a 40% usage rate with the Rockets, 40.9, which was the highest in the league. Okay. So what was the issue there? Who Whose fault was that? That was that was the coach's fault. Hmm. Okay, because we're up to six coaches now. Uh, how about we go now to Brooklyn, where in his what season and a half he had Steve Nash, mm-hmm. who was the point guard yes. of that team. Yes, and also hand selected by Kevin Durant. Okay, and now we go to Doc Rivers, which I finally agree with James. <laughs> seven, but seven coaches. Yeah, the seventh, seventh, seventh time is the charm when he's talking about coaches that maybe weren't great for him. Vastly different styles across the board. Across the board, stars abound around him. I mean, I, I don't think you will ever find a player ever who has played with as many stars as James Harden has. Mm. Think about it. Think about wh- Russell Westbrook. 
Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I mean, that's just right there. That that is oh, five. Joel Embiid. The, if you go down the list of James Harden's teammates, I, I've I've had this this discussion with Dave in the idea of like some people are just luckier with who they've had as teammates. Yeah, and th- this is probably two years ago. I was like. Do you, do you sometimes wish that you were in James's shoes where you had all those teammates and he was like, dog, just one. Just just one of those other teammates. Dame never got one of those. And James has had literally a half dozen Hall of Famers. First ballot and MVPs. Yeah. Russ, KD, Embiid, Chris Paul. The delusion around him is incredible because... It's his fourth team. Fourth team in four years. It appears he also has, he does have infinite wiggles. I do not, like when, when I say I, I do not understand, like good luck, Ty Lu, good luck, Clippers, Godspeed to you. Because th- he doesn't get it. And he won't get it. And like, Tiger doesn't change his stripes. No. And he never will. Like there have been guys who have gotten traded and they've they forced their way out of places and it was for the best for them and they did it for a purpose and for a reason. James Harden is just delusional. Yes. I, and, I think and, it's the easiest way to go about this. And I've seen a bunch of people say, Well, the, the quote was taken out of context. Da, 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 da. No, it wasn't. And no, it wasn't. And and it's it, it's absolutely insane because you're at, the role they're going to ask him to play with the Clippers is a smaller role than he played with the 76ers because you have Kawhi Leonard who looks like he's Kawhi Leonard again. You have Paul George who looks like he's Paul George again. Both those players at their peak are both better than James Harden. And you also have Russell Westbrook who I have had my beef with with Westbrook because he has failed to adapt or to change. He has finally swallowed his pride. You're damn right. And he is a useful, impactful player for the Clippers, and he's got to be sitting there throwing his hands up like, I did what I was supposed to do. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, that is, that. that's one of those things that last year during the regular season, too, I gave James Harden a ton of credit mm-hmm. because he'd stopped the flopping. Mm-hmm. He w- and, and that's the leash he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, not just that. They <laughs> Doc Rivers said this publicly. on a, I can't remember whose podcast. I wish I could give it credit. Doc Rivers said that after James Harden didn't be- get his all-star nod last year, he decided to kind of go off script. That, to me, like, everything was going right for them. And he's he called it putting a leash on him. Your team was succeeding. and You were you helping wanna, an MVP. You want to talk about how you're the system and you can win championships? In what world are you talking about? Because I think what we have seen is a guy who's played around more talent than anybody has been afforded in the NBA's history. And he keeps on just throwing up all over himself. It's it's staggering. Uh, I'm going to tune into the Clippers this season just because it's it's like it's the train wreck. It's the car crash. You oh, you, you can't you won't be able to look away from it. Yep. Good all right. luck. Keeping things going. In hour number three, the Oregon Ducks have the Cal Bears coming into Onsen Stadium this week. It doesn't look like it's the big burgeoning matchup that no. we had last week. No. But as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, the Cal Golden Bears are, are more than game. They're what, a different team this year. They are. And what do the Ducks have to do to make sure that they don't get nipped? Coming up next here on Danny and Dusty, 1080 The Fan. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.